My name is Cassie Summers. Welcome to the Curious Universe podcast. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you today? Are you ready to get curious? to explore something with me that maybe you've not explored in this way before. (laughs) So today, what I wanted to explore with you was actually the power of naming something. Let me give you a little story that might kind of get you a sense of what I'm looking at and what we can explore together. So um, I'm taking this. I love, actually really love learning. And the more I engage with my business, I realize that I, I like go on these webinars. I join these different things because I love learning. I love learning different ways to engage with you guys. I love different ways to package things and create things. And um, in this particular program, they really wanted us to, they were like pushing, find a niche. And that is something that I have never done. I've never, um, I guess one never been really drawn to it, but also I had a lot of avoidance to to creating a niche for my business. I'm like, how do you niche people? Like, how do you, like all these different thoughts in my head. Now, if you know anything about marketing and niches and stuff, and if you're on the other side, then you're maybe looking at me going, girl, you just got to niche down. You just got to like claim it, you know? Or you're you're the kind of person like me that it's like, I feel totally lost when I try and do this too. And it feels really limiting and it feels really, okay. So here's a few things. One, defining, definition by definition alone is a limitation. So defining something limits. So my avoidance to choosing a niche was that I didn't want to define anything. So I didn't want to limit anything. But for the sake of this course, I was like, all right, I'll just pick something that's like, I'll pretend something so I can get to the good stuff that I want to that's later on. And um, so then as I went to do it, resistance, avoidance, defending, all of these elements coming up. And I'm like, that's so interesting. I'm like, what is it about this? Like what? Okay. Beyond not wanting to define it, what's going on here? So part of the niche conversation is who are you talking to? And I realized I wasn't willing to actually name who I was talking to. 
when I finally did this really cool energy showed up and it was like, I could perceive all of my future participants. Whereas before it just kind of seemed like a kind of like a blank general. Yeah. Anything kind of detached, disengaged kind of connection, non-connection really. But when I was willing to name it, not from definition, but from naming something. And we're going to talk, I want to talk a little bit about the difference between defining something and giving something a name. Okay. When I was willing to name the people that I'm really excited to open up magic with, then more clarity, more connection. And I realized I was avoiding that. I was avoiding having such a connection with those that I am so excited to work with. Now, you can go into the why. And obviously, I spent some time and I got curious and I cleared out that stuff. The why is not necessarily that important. So when you look at you for yourself, are there things that you're unwilling to name so you can create a comfortable distance from them? Some people it's like, I don't want it. I don't know what I want to do with my life. I hate my job, but I don't know what other job I want to have. Or I've asked people a lot in some of my memberships, we talk about the future. Like if you could create anything, what would it be? If you could ask for anything, what would it be? And they're not willing to name it. They're not willing to name it for a multitude of reasons. Part of it might be that defining because like defining really is limiting. Definition by definition alone is a limitation. But I also wonder, curiously, is there a disengagement? Is there a comfortable distance that you're creating by not naming something? Take this for a relationship, for example, okay? Um, sometimes there's a partner that's like, I need to name, like, what is this? Like, are we dating? Are we serious? Are we a boyfriend and girlfriend or girlfriend and girlfriend or boyfriend and boyfriend? Like, they want a title. They want it named. And the other partner's like, I don't want to define it. Like, because they're aware of the enclosure, the contraction that occurs, even if they're not cognitively aware of it, they're aware of it. When you define something, when you define something, you just limited it, right? When you are willing to give something a name, what if that actually gives it more life? What if it actually can amplify its contribution? Think of naming a book, okay? So if you didn't, if you were like, oh, I don't want to name a book because I don't want to define it. <laughs> But when you give the book a name, it comes more into the world. I notice every time I create a course or I create a class, as soon as I find the resonant name, and I'll sometimes I'm playing around, I'm like, this, this, and then like I actually energetically match the words. Every single word, like every single word has to match for my world to feel at peace and joy with the title. 
But when every word gets matched, like even if it's like ah or or the, okay, when it goes, whoa, it opens up for me. It's like, it just got more life. It just expanded. So when I was willing to name the niche, it's not even like a real niche. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> I'm a bad student. But um, when I was willing to give a name to those that I'm calling to my classes, that I'm calling to join me in the consciousness that we can create on the world, it had more life. I had more connection with them. And then how much do you have more connection with your book, with your class, once you name it, your business, once you name it, think of even like a newborn baby, right? I I remember with my second child, I was like really hesitant. I think we didn't name him for like, truly name him for like two days, which for some people that's not crazy, but it was crazy for me. Because it wasn't matching, like the uh, the the agreeable names on the table weren't really matching for me with the the being that I perceived this this child to be. Um, but when you name the baby, when you name that child, and it's congruent, I'm not. If it's incongruent, it does not create this. Okay, but when it is congruent, this opening shows up this energetic opening so look back in your own life where you've had to maybe in school you had to name certain things maybe you had an animal you had to name maybe you had to to give your relationship a title or like what do you do for work and then you've got sometimes like your title at your job is incongruent when you get that congruent title how much does even if the job description doesn't change much do you notice something changes something opens up with the power of giving something a name so now how do we navigate this or play with this while not defining something and creating that contraction but able to play with the contribution of naming something so get a sense of to you what is like when you go to define something, okay? What is that for you? Because everyone's going to have just a little bit of a different take on it. You might even look at the word completely different than someone else. So what is that? You define something. Let's use relationship because I think that's a great one. So we're going to define the relationship. Often, first you have to look at what has already been used, right? So what are some defining words? So defining something would be, okay, so I know a relationship can be, um, you know, we're, we're a couple, we're committed to each other, we're engaged, we're married. This is my husband. This is my fiance. This is my partner. This is my, this is my, okay. Right. So we define it. And when you give that definition, there's usually, I want to say like a, um, 
cobweb, like of all these strings that are attached to that one defining thing. Okay. Just marriage. Okay. Marriage. All these strings are attached to it. And um, people have kind of grouply agreed what marriage means. And this doesn't mean that if you are married or you want to get married, that you can't because you don't want to define it. (laughs) I'm just getting you to look at these energies and you can actually distrain and create everything you did to define your relationship, everything you did to define your business, everything you did to to define you as a person, as a being, everything you did to define. And you can just clear layers and layers of all these definitions. Ah, One of my favorite questions from access consciousness um, is who am I today and what grand and glorious adventures will I have so you could ask that in the morning because you you're undefining who you are we spend a lot of time I would say especially in those teenage years trying to define ourselves I know I did I was like any quiz that could tell me something about me I'm going to do it so I can define who I am. Am I an introvert or an extrovert? Am I, um, you know, empathic or this intellectual or la la la. Like looking at all these ways to define myself as though that was going to help me find myself. Rather than this other thing, which is totally different, but can seem so similar is to give a word, like a matching congruent name to something. So when I look at, uh, I had this, I was with this beautiful, amazing man for like six months. And after like the three month, he was like, I feel like this is shifting into something different. I want more. I don't know what I would call that. And I looked at the energy and I was like, well, what if we called it a creation ship? Now, you've probably heard this word. It's kind of like a common word now. It's more popular. Um, but he was like, well, what, what's a creation ship? And then I s- described to him like my senses where we're creating every day and we're creating together, but we're creating also individually and we contribute to each other's life creations. And he got really excited about that. And then our intimacy grew dynamically, like exponentially after that, us both getting congruent and clear on what would we want to name this. And what was so beautiful about it was there is no definition for creationship, not yet. There's no definition in the world that someone could like, this is the defining elements. And now I have all these strings like that cobweb, right? So it was an exploratory thing. This doesn't mean you have to make up words for all the things in your life, although you can, but look at that. So how do you know when something energetically matches? I can tell you how it shows up for me, but it might be very different for you. This is an adventure for you to discover. When something's congruent for me, it's like, so let's go from incongruent to congruent. Okay. So when something's incongruent, it's as though there's, there's nowhere to like shoot the arrow because 
it's almost the space between me and whatever this is. I can't in- directly engage or I can't directly connect to it because it's like wonky. Like as if the air is kind of like, like this, like kind of, but not really. And like, and then the moment it's like that my arrow like shoots and I have such a, a direct engagement with whatever it is, whether it's, oh, that's a class I'm creating. Oh, that's uh, a name for my book. Oh, that's this, like whatever that is. That's how it shows up for me. It's like something just opens up and it all this like foggy clear, like this foggy stuff goes and it's so clear. And I have such a direct engagement with whatever it is. So what have you been unwilling to name that if you would name it would actually give you a clear sense of it, a greater connection and communion with it. And the ability to have less distance with it. And more possibilities with it. That's the difference between the definition creates less possibilities, the giving something a congruent name actually creates more possibilities. Because if I never name my book, How are people going to even find it? Hmm? Am I right? So what could you give a name to? Maybe it's an ask. Maybe it's a future you would like. Maybe it's, um, you know, I do a lot of energy work and I have clients. And sometimes there's, there's no like name for an energy, right? But sometimes I can perceive my client literally avoiding giving it a name. They're like, oh, yeah, it's just an energy. And notice, like, this is just an energy. Like, they're almost like, and I'm over here. And I don't totally want to directly engage with this energy. I'm kind of avoiding this energy. So I'm going to call it this energy so that I don't have to actually um, have the clarity and the communion with this energy that I'm avoiding. And when I, so then I'll like ask, I'm sneaky. I'm a sneaky facilitator. I'm like, well, is it this? Is it this? Because if you ask someone something that they are trying to avoid, they will tell you when it's a no. And that will get them closer to what is true. What is that congruent piece? So if you're having difficulty finding that congruent word, or set of words, you can ask someone to ask you even terrible ideas will get you clear on what's true. I know it's crazy. But if someone's like, oh, I need to name a book, and they come up with three terrible titles, you will get closer to what's true. Just by hearing those and saying no, it bounces off, it gives you this feedback. So with my clients, I would ask them, well, is it this? Is it this? And then they'll start to go kind of sort of, and then, and then there'll be that moment. This is when the congruency happens. I'm like, oh, what about, and then we name it. Sometimes we'll say the same thing at the same time. And then it's like, whoa, that now we can actually address it. Now we have a direct engagement to the thing that we're looking to change or address 
Whereas before we're like, oh, kind of sort of something over here, maybe, but maybe in another dimension. <laughs> maybe it's just going to kind of hide. And then it's like, we're trying to dance with this rather than directly go to the truth. Thank you for exploring this with me today. I am so curious to know if you got something out of this, if you started to get a greater sense of things that you're avoiding giving a name to, you're avoiding actually addressing or uh, having an uncomfortable closeness with. <laughs> and maybe you're a few more steps closer to being willing to give those names, to be willing to be out of definition, but also be willing to name that which requires a name. And you'll know, and you can even ask, does this even require a name? And sometimes you're going to get no, because it not everything requires a name. Sometimes you're going to get a yes. So if you have a partner that's like, can we define this relationship? Maybe don't define it. But you could ask, is there a name I could give this that would create more for both of us? Oh, yeah. You know what? I don't want to say that we're partners. What if we said we were playmates? Or maybe it's maybe it's like something fun, like this is my co-pilot. Or like whatever, something that resonates, you'll know when, when it hits. You'll be like, that. What is it that you could give it a name that would create more for everyone involved and maybe the world? Thank you so much. This was um, really wonderful to be exploring in this way, the different possibilities. Yeah. I'll see you in the next video. Hopefully, if you like this, please feel free to subscribe, like it, share it with a friend, uh, share it with a frenemy, share it with your partner that you want to give a name to something. <laughs> Anyone. <laughs> I really, really appreciate the support. Um, and I'll catch you in the next video. Thank you for exploring the curious universe with me. Your curiosity matters. And what if, together, we could create a greater, more curious world?